Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Agriculture is Saskatchewan. And 620 CKRM is your source for everything ag. Welcome to our newly expanded Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Here's your host, Jim Smalley. And a good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. It's brought to you by Seedmasters Nova Series 2. No clever message, just simple, no-nonsense precision. Learn more about the features at seedmaster.ca. And brought to you by Assiniboia Livestock, for the most reliable and dependable way to market your livestock. Today, the CEO of Canadian Western Agribition talks about a new series of videos on rodeo. Usually this week, the barns at Regina Exhibition Park would be teeming with ranchers and cattle, but Agribition was cancelled this fall due to COVID-19. Chris Lane discusses the development of a new series on rodeo and other projects at Agribition in development. We talked to a Saskatchewan grain marketer on special crop prices. Real Agriculture talks with the grain growers of Canada on farm issues this week. We have a feature on anthracnose in lentils. And we have an outlook on canola markets. The farm weather is in its usual spot at the bottom of the hour. This is Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. And a good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. This portion is brought to you by JGL Commodities, proudly serving Saskatchewan agribusinesses for over 40 years. Looking to market your grain? Call JGL Commodities today, 306-624-2378. This week, the barns at Exhibition Park would normally be teeming with cattle, but not this year due to COVID-19. Agribition's 50th anniversary show has been put on hold until next year. CEO Chris Lane says Agribition will still hold a commercial cattle sale in Moose Jaw Saturday through Johnstone's Auction Mart. He adds Agribition is offering a new digital marketing service to Agribition livestock and trade show exhibitors to connect with international markets across the globe. He adds the rodeo is also seeing a special video series. Well, we've uh, we've kind of turned ourselves into a bit of a television production agency here, Jim, around rodeo. We've uh, spent a couple months um, filming and editing and uh, now airing a web series around the Maple Leaf Finals Rodeo uh, in particular, but rodeo is a sport in general. And so we've started airing those on social media every Sunday. We've got a new episode uh, for the next five Sundays. And then we're also going to be having those available on our website and through social media um, throughout the rest of the year. And really each episode's got a theme. They're sort of anywhere between 15 and 20 minutes long. We get behind the scenes with our volunteers. We get behind the scenes with contestants about how the sport itself is managing through all this COVID. I mean, don't forget, you know, Agribition uh, uh, has been postponed, but every uh, a major rodeo event in the country has also been postponed. So, you know, as a sport, as an industry, uh, as contestants, um, you know, they've got struggles too that that uh, it's community building to be able to spend some time and, and shed a bit of light and celebrate that sport too. So anyway, the web's the, the web TV series uh, accomplishes that and it's been a lot of fun to create and it's allowed us to connect with rodeo fans and rodeo insiders from all over the country. 
Again, how does someone access that? How does someone get a chance to watch it? Well, every Sunday, uh, we're going to be putting a new episode out on our Facebook page. And then as those episodes air, uh, they'll all be available for watching again on our website at agribition.com. Agribition usually has what's called the Beef Supreme Challenge. It's a feature where you find out the best of all the various breeds, the best animal in the purebred industry. What are you doing this year to cover that off? Well, and you're right, in the livestock side of things, in the purebred cattle world, uh, the RBC Beef Supreme here at Agribition has um, really made its own reputation as the uh, you know single most important livestock event um, in Canada, and I would argue uh, uh, it's probably in the top three around the world. And, and so we wanted to make sure that the idea of a Suprema, the idea of, of showcasing the world's best cattle was still an option here. So this is uh, uh, around what we created, the Evolution Series, which is a, a virtual series of breed shows all culminating uh, into a Supreme. Um, so champions from each one of those breeds uh, can compete for a virtual Supreme. So that's happening this week, actually, and uh, results will be posted on that pretty soon. I think it's important to remember that you know the the you know there's some magic in the air when we can get together in person and see those cattle all in the ring um, come from the top breeders around really the 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 world, but especially Western Canada to compete at agribition in person. So we wanted to make sure we didn't do anything that was you know that didn't pretend to replace that, more just support the idea of it. So that's what that was about. in the in addition to that, we've had a lot of fun in the last month. Uh, running a supreme showdown we've called it which is if you're familiar with March Madness brackets we took that concept and uh, populated the brackets with every supreme champion bull and female that's ever been slapped here at Agribition and we actually had uh, all of our fans on Facebook make their votes for who they think is sort of the best of the best of all those supreme champions and uh, we had a lot of fun Uh, our exhibitors our Facebook community had a lot of fun uh, going back and forth and casting votes on that, and uh, and that wrapped up uh, earlier this week, and uh, and we were really happy to see the engagement on that. So we have an all-time champion winner. Yeah, we've got well, we've got an all-time uh, social media vote champion winner. That's for sure. We've <laughs> um, yeah, and a bull and uh, uh, and a female uh, were revealed on um, Monday evening. Can you tell me who it is? How about I ask you to uh, check it out online? So it's online right now? Yes, it is. Yeah, it's um, it's on our social media page. And, um, you know, I'm not playing coy with you, but it is, you know, it's a lot of fun to see the video that was made and to see some of the interaction uh, around those winners. Um, so I think that's a, that's a big part of the, of the competition, and it is, uh, it's a ton of fun. Chris Lane is the CEO of Canadian Western Aggravation. Back to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. This portion is brought to you by Selford Group. Call your Selford Equipment dealer or visit selfordgroup.com. Some special crop grain prices have shown softening in recent weeks. Alan Johnston operates Johnson's Grain Marketing at Wellwyn and provides these details. The pulses have slipped a little. Reds have gone from, we had a month ago, we had 30 cents for about one day on red lentils picked up. Bought a few loads and then that slipped. Now it's down you know, 25, 26 cents. Sometimes difficult getting uh, getting uh, companies to bid on this stuff because they're having trouble moving them. Same with greens, like they were as uh, green large greens were up as high as thirty eight cents, 
and guys wanted 40, and now we're down, you know, 32, 33 would be highest that I can get a bit out there right now. We might be just in a pre-Christmas lull. Who the heck knows with the world of COVID right now? You don't know what the heck's going on, but that's where the situation is. Green peas, we had $10 picked up from several companies, and now we're down to maybe one. It depends on the location where you're at. You know, north of Regina and Saskatoon area, I could probably still do that, but I still have to check each and every deal with these companies to make sure they haven't changed their bid. That's how volatile the whole market is. It's in a very good position. Even with the prices down, there's still good bids compared to normal, but that's where we're at. Yellow peas, you know, I've still got, they're remaining good and strong because I've got $9 delivered, especially if they're glyphosate free. Probably eight seventy five, maybe 9 delivered on standard piece too, depending on, and on freight again, and, and on, you know, where they're situ- situated. We got, you know, some fall, some uh, delivered bids. Canary seed, uh, we're still getting, I still think, 31, 32 cents we can still get, but I haven't tried to work on any for a few days, but that's kind of where I think the market is at. Um, where do you want to go from there? How about flax? What's flax doing? Flax, we're still getting bids uh, anywhere from 17 to $18. If you want to move your flax, probably November, early December, 17, 17, 50. If you can wait Jan, Feb, Jan, Feb, March, sometimes we can get $18 picked up. Um, yellow flax, we're still getting some interest at $20 for yellow flax, so it's very close to the brown. Brown's close to the yellow, I guess I'd say. And we've got some really nice new crop bits, uh, $14.50 for September, October, November. Picked up in your yard, bonded companies, and with an act of God. That means if you get hailed out or if you get uh, froze out or drought, you get out of your contract, but you have to prove that at that time. It's an act of God, first and last right of refusal. So. It's a normal contract, but fourteen fifty for September, October, November, which we're getting quite a bit of interest in as well. How do the feed grains look? Feed grains, uh, feed wheat, uh, is still very, very strong. Like I, I six and a quarter to as high as six fifty, six seventy five, depending on where it is freight wise. And uh, barley, it fell away there for a week or so, got softer. I think maybe the feedlots were just playing. And they lowered their bids, hoping this thing would crumble because they're just paying way more than they want to pay for it. But we're still getting, I was bidding this morning, probably $5 along the side of the border, all going, all going west uh, to Alberta, two feedlots and that. So depending on your situation, I also bid this morning 5 where I've got a bid here, 540 picked up in Whitewood, but it's April-May movement, and I'm still working on that. I think I might get a little higher bid. So very, very strong markets for barley, and oats are extremely strong. Uh, we've been buying a lot of oats at 390 for March movement. Uh, I've got new crop bids over $3 picked up for guys. We haven't done a lot of new crop booking yet, but I think farmers are looking at it. So it's it's a busy world of grain, and we just like the month of October, we moved 1,350 supervies of grain. I understand COVID-19 has prompted you to change or add to your product line. Tell me about it. Well, I don't know as so much as adding to my product line, Jim, but I found out about this product made in Canada, made in Whitby, Ontario, uh, about two and a half weeks ago, and I immediately, because of my age and my health, I was very interested because these masks will kill COVID if you breathe COVID in, and if you have COVID or any virus like that and you breathe out, it kills instantly because these masks are, uh, what would you say, they're injected with silver ions. And when you breathe through it, your warm breath will warm up these ions and it instantly kills viruses. So that just lit my light up. I phoned uh, people in Winnipeg and the people in Toronto or Whitby that I'm now dealing with. 
and said, I want, I ordered 14 in for our own office and my family and everything here because I was just impressed with them. And when I got them, I was even more impressed. But they're not cheap. These masks are $50 each, but you can use them over and over again, Jim. You can wash them, just rinse them through warm water in the sink and dry them overnight on a, on a stool, and they're ready to go again. They're very comfortable. They're three layers of cotton. Uh, they're expensive masks, but uh, what's your life worth to you? I guess you can go out and buy, you can get a free one, but I feel those other kinds of masks are doing nothing, and I felt that right from the start. I, I wore them because I had to, but I just didn't think they were doing much. And So that's why my stand is on that, and I am not the seller here. People call me, I'll send them an email. They're being marketed and sold out of Winnipeg and shipped and out of the factory in Ontario. They're producing about 100,000 a week at this time, and this might prevent you from getting COVID. And I just wanted to be part of it. There's very little, that's the lowest margin product I've ever worked in my whole life. And uh, it's just to help the world out and get it going and get rid of this damn COVID. It's, it's, it's affecting everybody, all our lives. We're lucky here because we're in the grain business. We got to keep working through this thing and we were busy right through it marketing, but so many companies getting shut down, going out of business. I heard of another one there in Regina yesterday, shutting down completely a nightclub. That's just, this is horrible news for all those employees and people that risked a lot of money. It's just, it makes you sick. Alan Johnson operates Johnson's Grain Marketing at Wellwyn, Saskatchewan. Time now for Real Agriculture with Sean Haney. Brought to you in part by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamp's Integra Tire in Grenfell. Your locally owned Integra Tire dealers on The Source 620 CKRM. This is your realagriculture.com update brought to you by the Canola School. Get canola agronomic information when you need it on your smartphone, tablet, or laptop. Our library of timely agronomic information is free and available at canolaschool.com. Sean Haney here with realagriculture.com and Real Ag Radio on Rural Radio 147. My guest today is Erin Gariluk. She is the Executive Director with the Grain Growers of Canada. It's a busy, busy couple weeks here of virtual ag lobbying going on with last week's Grain Week and this week being the FPT meeting. Hopefully we will see some sort of consensus on BRM. Here's my conversation with Aaron. Last week was what you call Grain Week. I was, uh, it was pretty cool. I got to participate. On the, mo- on the Monday, there was, uh, there was the call where we talked about, uh, you showed a video, we can talk about that in a second. Um, sure. We talked a lot about uh, trade, and so Carlo Dade from the Canada West Foundation gave a presentation, and uh, I got to then interact with Carlo and ask him a bunch of questions. It was a lot of fun. What is the objective of Grain Week? The objective of Grain Week is to put more farmers in front of policymakers more often. And although the idea was born before I joined the organization two years ago, you know, I think about about the fact that I'm here in Ottawa, interfacing with policymakers on a very regular basis. But, you know, as someone who doesn't look, I wasn't born and raised on a farm. I don't I don't farm. I, I don't have a lot of street cred. And so while I can go in and talk to policymakers about what our farmer priorities are, the best way and the most effective way to deliver that message is to put farmers directly in front of policymakers. And so we we were doing that twice a year, uh, typically post-harvest, pre-seeding. So we'll do this again in February. And it would often involve bringing the farmers here to the nation's capital. And we'd hit the hill for about four days. It looked a little different this year. <laughs> yeah, you know, and the the reality is there there are people like yourself you know that are working in these organizations doing a, a lot of the lobbying but 
for for whatever reason, maybe you can explain the why of it. MPs really really like to hear from farmers and, and sort of from the horse's mouth, so to speak. Um, what, what I guess it makes sense to me uh, because those are the people that are actually impacted by some of the things that you're bringing up all the time, right? Well, exactly. Farmers can tell the story. It lends credibility. I can I can tell them the impact that it's having on Canada's grain sector, but farmers are there to tell the story. And that's, we know that's most compelling. And so that's what they do best in our meetings. And I think that's, that's what lends the greatest impact when we're having those conversations with policymakers, like we did all week last week, like we continue to do this week, um, is, is tell the story. Yeah. Um, and, and so what is that story right now? What 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 is the focus? Uh, of course, BRM I'm sure is 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 a part of that. But uh, what what are mm-hmm. some of the stories and the things that you're talking to MPs on, not just in government but on the opposition side as well? Well, we always have a theme for Grain Week, and 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 this week's theme was was growing back better, building on the government's plan to you know to build back better post-COVID. We're talking about growing back better in the sense that, look, we know that agriculture as a sector is well positioned to drive the post-pandemic economic recovery. So if that's the case, what do we need to be doing with our government partners to, to ensure that that can happen? And so when we had that conversation with our members through our various policy committees about what do we need to be working on with our government partners, we had a few priorities under, and it won't come as any surprise, Sean, international trade, for example, and market access issues, um, innovation, and sustainability. And, and the sustainability was, was, was a unique one this time. It was more of a challenge pillar in that we were here to ask government about the comments that were made that was made during the throne speech with respect to wanting to work with their farmer partners, farmers and ranchers across the country, as partners in the fight against climate change, recognizing the efforts that they've made to date. And so one of our questions around that particular pillar was define recognition. What does that look like from the government's perspective? What did you hear back? Well, I can't say I've emerged with a very clear sense other than a renewed commitment to do just that. So there is a commitment to do that, but we don't know yet what that looks like. So Hmm. we're working on that. But that was sort of of what encompassed Grain Week this year. It's a little different every year, but that's what we were doing this year. This has been your Real Agriculture Update. You can find out more about this issue or many others at realagriculture.com. It's your agri-weather forecast on The Source 620 CKRM. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin, or Devin at 352-1866. The 620 CKRM farm weather, mainly cloudy sky, wind west 30, the high today plus 4. The low, minus 6. Wind chill, minus 8 tonight, minus 13 overnight. Tomorrow, cloudy, 60% chance of flurries. Wind west, 20, becoming northwest, 40, gusting to 60. The high tomorrow, minus 3. The low, minus 9. Friday, sunny and melting again. The high, plus 4. The low, minus 8. Saturday, sunny and windy. The high, plus 4. The low, minus 10. Sunday, sunny. Temperature steady around minus 6. Monday, sunny, the high plus 5, the low minus 6. Tuesday, sunny, the high minus 3. Normal high for this date, minus 5, the normal low minus 15. The sun rose at 8.29 this morning. It sets at 5.02 tonight. And around the province, the hot spot, Moose Jaw at plus 3. The cold spot, 
way north, Uranium City, minus 10. Estevan is plus 1, Saskatoon, minus 8. Swift Current this hour, minus 4. Weyburn, plus 3. Yorkton, plus 1. Regina, partly cloudy in 3. That's 37 Fahrenheit. Winds are from the west, southwest, 18, gusting to 30. Humidity, 71%. The barometer rising, 100.1. Sunny and Moose Jaw plus 3, winds are from the west at 22, gusting to 39. Once again, Regina partly cloudy and 3 degrees, that's 37 Fahrenheit. Back in a moment. Um. You're listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by McDougal Auctioneers. Get fair market value for your assets with an online auction through McDougal Auctioneers. McDougalAuctions.com and brought to you by Patterson Liquid Systems, experts in liquid fertilizer distribution. Fertilizer's just better when it's wetter. Patterson Liquid Systems expect the best. Anthracnose was a more widespread issue in lentil crops this past growing season. Robert Luchuk is the technical lead with Syngenta Canada. And it wasn't just one area, it was all across the south in the lentil growing area, it was all across the west side of Saskatchewan. Uh, that Kindersley Rose Town area, uh, Davidson, uh, Regina Milestone, Ogama, down to Weyburn. This whole area, Swift Current. A bad case of anthracnose reduces yield. You know, you can't get as much moisture up the stem. You can't get as much nutrients up the stem. So in the end, I think growers were satisfied with the yield, but probably topped out at what they could have could have attained. Luchuk says climate and crop rotations are the likely reason for the higher anthracnose levels. We surveyed many of these fields and it came down to crop rotation and it seems to be a lot of fields from 2016 which is that really wet year and people remember the mold from that year but it had to be a high anthracnose year in 2016 but it wasn't just that like it was 2017 was the last year people had lentils and they had bad anthracnose so i think it was the heat i think it was the residue that from previous lentil crops and that perfect storm of rains at the right time probably got that anthracnose spores uh, ready to go and infecting the stems and we had a beautiful lentil crop from the road but you get in there and the stems were all burning up from lesions of the anthracnose Luchuk says growers need to apply fungicide at the right time for maximum benefit. Growers have learned getting in there early prior to row closure, getting that application deep into the canopy rather than waiting to maximize going for mold or going for anthracnose. You got to protect your plants early for anthracnose, getting in there prior to row closure, get that application and that protection on the plants is, is really key here. Robert Luchuk is the technical lead with Syngenta Canada. You're tuned to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today on The Source, 620 CKRM. This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered, tough equipment on the market. A grain market analyst says declining world vegetable oil prices reflect declining demand. Errol Anderson of Pro Market Communications says supply demand fundamentals are having an impact on the canola market. What we're watching is the demand side uh, more so than the supply side. In North America, no doubt, uh, the supplies are tight. Uh, South America is tight with their supplies right now. Uh, the demand side is the Asian buyer. 
Now, th- this week, uh, we've seen a pretty good drop in Malaysian palm oil. Uh, we've had the last three of four trading sessions, the uh, veg oil market there has been in decline. Uh, also, a pretty good drop in Chinese soybeans overnight. Uh, that's the demand side. Um, and to me, the demand is king. It uh, doesn't, doesn't matter how tight supplies are. If the demand fades, prices will drop. Uh, last uh, This week, we did see the January soybeans just touch uh, $12 a bushel, and it was like a hot tin roof, and then they immediately sold off. And now we're we're down below um, that 11.80 per bushel area. The canola market, the January contract flared up to that 5.85 a, a metric ton. Again, technically, we had to look at the weekly charts to get a feel for how high we can go on this run. Uh, that is a resistance zone. Um, it's not to say that we can't break above it, but when you look at the technicals at the, of this market, uh, we are toppy. Another thing that we do. Look look at is the open interest. Now, the funds are heavily long the soybeans. If the open interest in the soybeans starts to turn down, that's also an indicator that we've topped out. So right now, we believe that we're getting there. Uh, this is a volatile market. If canola does top out, you know, we could easily move down 50 cents a bushel, but I guess the jury is still out on that one. Anderson explains why China is backing off on purchases of soybeans. Well, they're secretive. Um, and and uh, certainly this is sort of classic uh, China buying. They buy, 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 and then they stop, stop, stop. And I've seen this many times in my career. Um, and I think right now they're, they're buying uh, forward uh, on the market. Uh, certainly, you know, they have to wait a while before they get the Brazilian soybeans back into the mix. But again, how much supply have they already booked? And when they start to back off in the market, they will notoriously stop buying. Uh, so when that occurs, then North America will immediately feel it because China is half the global commodity market. So you get a big entity like that, and they have, they definitely have a, a steering wheel. So uh, we're wary of it. Uh, it's not to say that these markets will suddenly plunge, but but certainly they're they're due for a bit of a correction. Errol Anderson of Pro Market Communications is a grain market analyst. The Market Updates with Jim Smalley on The Source, 620 CKRM. Market Update brought to you by Scott Bjornson of Hollows Wealth. For more information or to book a free consultation, call 1-800-284-9999. And brought to you by Nelson GM, Assiniboia and Avonlea. If you are a Costco member, get huge savings on current 2019 and 2020 SUVs right now. Grain prices at Viterra were showing upward movement in early morning trading. Canola gained $1.10 at 5.2417. Flax rose 10.62 at 6.8237. Yellow peas went up $2 at 3.2489. Number one red spring wheat rose 82 cents at 2.3721. The rest were unchanged. Durham 2.9395. Feed barley 2.0970. Lentils 5.9450. Oats 206.53, feed wheat 183.72, Minneapolis spring wheat December futures went down five and a half cents at 5.45 and a quarter cent a bushel. It's the livestock reports on the Source 620 CKRM. 
The Livestock Quotes are brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn, 842-4574. And now, the latest Livestock Quotes. A city livestock had a pre-start sale on November 24th. 300 to 400 pound steers sold for 255 to 271. 400 to 450 pound steers sold from 229 to 266. 450 to 500 pound steers sold for 228 to 262. 500 to 550 pound steers sold from 216 to 236. 550 to 600 pound steers sold for 209 to 233. 600 to 650 pound steers sold for 195 to 213. 650 to 700 pound steers sold from 187 to 194. 700 to 800 pound steers sold from 182 to 189. Heifers are still 30 to 50 cents back from the steers depending on the weight break. This is Jordan Stevens with the Cinnaboya Livestock Market Report. And the latest Saskatchewan pork prices for today, they're moving down again. This is for both the Brandon and Moose Jaw plants, down almost a dollar per CKG. The price today, $159.06 per CKG. Coming up, the Resource Report. This is the Saskatchewan Resource Report on 620 CKRM. Here's Jim Smalley. Now the Resource Report, brought to you by Olympic Buildings. See them for ag buildings, riding arenas, hay barns, and more. Build with confidence, olympic-buildings.ca. Stats Canada's preliminary estimate shows manufacturing sales climbed for a second straight month in October, but at a slower pace than in the previous month. The flash estimate shows growth last month of 0.6%, down from 1.5% increase in September. The federal agency says the gain is due to higher sales in the petroleum and coal products, paper, primary metals and wood products industries. But it cautions the estimate is subject to a higher revision rate than its regular monthly release because the agency continues to collect data from October. A few days after the federal government tabled a bill to enshrine into law its target to reach net zero emissions by the year 2050, the Canada Energy Regulator says there's a lot of work to be done to reach that goal. In its annual Energy Futures report, the regulator says achieving net zero emissions by 2050 will require aggressively speeding up the transition from fossil fuel. Canada currently gets about one-sixth of its energy from electricity, about 20% of which comes from burning fossil fuel. The Canada Energy Regulator says even with many more policies to curb emissions than are currently in place, oil and gas will still make up nearly two-thirds of energy sources three decades from now. That means if Canada hopes to reach its target of net zero emissions by 2050, it needs to make a much more aggressive transition towards renewable energy sources. The regulator's report says Canada needs to pick up the pace on electric vehicles, lower the costs of moving to renewables, and increase the carbon tax. Canada's main stock index edged lower in late morning trading as the financial, industrial and metals and mining sectors pulled back while U.S. stock markets were mixed. The TSX Composite Index was down three points at 17,271. In New York, the Dow Jones Industrial Average was down 144 points at 29,901. The Canadian dollar traded at 76.84 cents U.S. compared with 76.73 cents on Tuesday. The January crude oil contract was up 48 cents at 45.39 a barrel. That's the Resource Report. Stay tuned for the closing grain prices at 1.45 this afternoon and an Agri-News report at 3.45 p.m. Tomorrow morning, there's another Agri-News report at 6.45 a.m. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. Good afternoon and good... 
You've been listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. If you missed any of today's broadcast, download the podcast now online at 620CKRM.com. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, now starting after the 12 o'clock news on your voice for everything ag. 620 CKRM.